Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Good, Jeff. How are you? I am well today. I'm doing just fine. We, uh, yeah, we're doing good. York is back from spring break. I mean, not that he really went anywhere, but I mean, I guess he went with yeah. us. But I mean, you know, he has returned to school. <laughs> Grayson had a competition. We, uh, we went to that and had a good time this weekend and drove back. And yeah, that's about all the excitement that's fit to print there. Um, yeah, I think she did well, but you know everything will be results will be revealed later today. So we'll we'll see. So, but everybody had a fun time, and that's really all that matters. But yeah. So you doing good, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, finally finished up a series of books I was reading after oh, eons of finished that on. Actually, finished up reading on Saturday, and um. My next book is going to be called Shadow Divers. Okay. About two adventures, the true adventures of two Americans who risked everything to solve one of the last mysteries of World War II. Okay. It was recommended by one of the nurses on trauma. And so he worked Friday. He's like, you start that book yet? I said, as soon as I finish this one, I'm going right to it. So there you go. Yeah. And, um, talked to my dad yesterday. So he's, He's no longer in the hospital, but you know, he's at home. Uh, you know, of course, he's still having some issues with his leg. He's got gout. And while he was in the hospital, they they weren't keeping him on his same medicine. So yeah, whatever swelling and pain he had pretty much stayed because they took him off of it and they put him on something that wasn't as strong. Yeah. And, you know, so he has to get around with either a walker or wheelchair-wise at home. And then he has some family that comes and, you know, checks on him. Okay. Every so often, so some point we plan on, you know, heading down there, but I just don't know when. But gotcha. um, but he's he's all right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear he's out, though. That's yeah. Most important. Most importantly, I'm glad he's out. Yeah, he was in there for like a month. <laughs> yeah, he was in there for a hot minute for sure. We had a very interesting uh, week, didn't we? <laughs> as far as what viewing viewing i mean yeah uh, i mean do we want to go ahead and talk about falcon and winter soldier for a minute yeah we'll be talking you know touch on it a little bit one yeah. episode in you know basically just i think the timeline for this is it takes place maybe six months after endgame yeah and it's fairly it's weird it's like wandavision's a couple weeks after then yeah. winter soldier and falcon and then but it takes place before Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. So it's like, okay. all right. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, we're basically catching up with uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes and where they are currently. And right. as, you know, it's been basically shown in the, trailer, in the trailer, obviously if you watch Endgame, you know Steve Rogers, Captain America, is no longer in the picture. Right. Um, passed on... You know, technically the mantle gave Sam the shield, mm-hmm. but um, you know the pressure of that. It's like it's big, big, big shoes to fill, and 
you know, he feels like it's basically Steve Rogers' shield. He shouldn't, yep. shouldn't do it. So he hands it over for, like, display for a museum. Right. And, um, but he still goes out, taking on missions. And then you have uh, Bucky, who's trying to make amends for all the damage and all the crazy stuff he did when he was under the mind control of, yes. of a Hydra. So, like, wow. one of the things I kind of, you know, I kind of figured out what he was doing, but um, it's like, it's, it's kind of like a reversal. Like, he's trying not to be violent and all this, but then yep. you got Sam going out there, just balls to the wall. <laughs> just, yep. But yeah, that, but like, that first opening sequence with, with Falcon. Yeah. That was yeah. nice. Basically That's a dog fight that. with... <laughs> The dog fight scene, yeah, with uh, the fighter jets and uh, with uh, uh, Batroc, Batroc, Baltroc, Batroc, I'll get it, with George St. Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> Which was good because um, even though they were both in Winter Soldier, they both were not in the same scenes together. Right. Because it was before Cap actually met Sam. So I thought that was awesome. And that, uh, actually, no, I take it back. He had just met, Cap had just met Sam, because that was in the opening credits. And then that's when, uh, that's when Black Widow picked Cap up, and then they went to the mission after that. All right, I'll get there. Um, Nonetheless, they were not in the same scenes, even though they were in the same movie. So it was great that they were actually fighting against each other, and that entire first fight scene was better, (laughs) was I was like, wow, this is better than half Marvel movies. You know, it's like there always belongs in one, but it's better right. than any. It's better than any scene I've, at least I think, that Sam has actually been in, like action wise. True. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it was just like because he was the only focus in it, or it's just uh, just the way they shot it just made it more exciting to watch. I'm not sure. It's probably all that. <laughs> probably all that. You're right. Yeah. But no, I do. I do like that. Uh, I, I like how they're doing it. Um, they're trying to, you know, show that Sam's trying to help out his sister and yeah. try and get her business started. But it's hard to do because she had disappeared. No, Sam had disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Sam had disappeared. So it's hard for he's trying to help. I guess cosign, I guess, for the for the business. Yeah. But they're showing saying that he doesn't have any steady work for <laughs> it's like, well, he had disappeared for five years, so it's kinda hard to show any steady work when you were non existent, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when you were not existent for five years. <laughs> yeah, so, he couldn't help that. Yeah. It's it's they're like, well, that's and, and just it just shows cool. that and I show yeah, you're you're an Avenger, but hey, Still gotta have credit. Yeah. And and then, you know, then you know, you also got the fact that him and his sister, two black African Americans trying to get a loan from a bank. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 kind of working against you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even being a superhero doesn't help. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I like I like the the interaction with him and his sister. Right. You know, shows like, yeah, they got a little Friction, obviously, they hadn't been around each other because he's been out. Yeah. You know, he was in the military, then came an Avenger, right. and then, boom, he's gone for five years. So yeah, she's kind of holding some resentment on that. 
Well, and it's a little sibling rivalry. Rivalry yeah. too. That just is. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and then Bucky <clears throat> having to deal with his inner demons, so to speak, um, through therapy, which you know, at least he's trying. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> that's smile the hardest thing to do is just to get in the door. But True. yeah. But anyways, I think it's. I like where it's going, and I like how they're. As someone who actually read some Captain America when he was younger, I enjoy the fact that they're. Because I had read that they were planning on introducing the USA agent, US agent, whatever, how you're, however you want to pronounce it, but US agent. Yeah. Um, I like how they're trying to do that, but I also like, I think you were the one that posted it was like, what was it, uh, like low grade or. Oh, um, America, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like either great value or yeah, great value. Order something you'd order on Amazon compared to what you get from Wish. Wish. Yep, <laughs> that's what you get from Wish. I, I, uh, I saw it. I was like, man, because I, I was like, put that. You don't. You don't like that. Me, my head with the with the Iron Man saying, mm-hmm. "You don't deserve that shield. Doesn't belong to you." You know, yeah, I was like, exactly. I was like, immediately was thinking the B word. I'm like, ah, oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, I, but I was also, you know, 42 minutes. I'm like, I thought it was an hour. This is some BS. This is TV hour, I guess. TV hour. Yeah. Just say 42. Cool, yeah. I was hey, so far is longer than, than WandaVision. Yeah. And nope, we stand by. I was waiting for that to pop up next. <laughs> I was like, you, I think it's implied now. I think it's like yeah. so ingrained now. It's like just implied. So like, if you yeah. do see it, like, all right, finally. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's all right playing in my head. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So I guess uh, <clears throat> I guess we ought to delve into Snyder Cut, huh? Yeah. Let's all go right. ahead and head on to the feature. <laughs> um, all right. So when we last left off with our characters... Well, by our characters, I mean, when we when we last left off watching Justice League, it was not good. I mean, it was fine. Like, when I first watched it, I was still entertained. I had yeah. many questions, issues, and York actually fell asleep watching it, and it's because we went to, like, opening night. Like, we were going to go see it opening night. Yeah. But we couldn't, I mean... Yeah, York instead of halfway. So he's never actually, to my knowledge, he still hasn't watched it all the way through. Okay. <clears throat> we thought about watching this for family movie night. And it was 7.30. Obviously, we weren't going to watch all of it. Yeah. But we would watch part of it. And, yeah, by the time we got around, it's like, yeah, it's already going to be too late. We'll just do it another day. No big yeah. deal. It's not going anywhere. So we'll, no. we'll hold off on it. <clears throat> So, as most people know, Zack Snyder, uh, <clears throat> I believe it's his daughter, uh, passed away. So, he yeah. took time away. And from the, during the making of Justice League, Joss Whedon took over. Joss Whedon took out, what was it, 70%? Or he reshot 70 or 75% of the movie. Like, it was, it was something ridiculous. <laughs> it was something ridiculous. And then... Yeah didn't use all this footage and 
the result is what came out in theaters originally. And it's what happens when you get two big name directors and two different ways of wanting to make a movie. You get a jumbled up kind of hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. To put it mildly. <laughs> um and it's darker. I mean, it's obviously DC's always been darker than Marvel movies. They're not as lighthearted. They're a lot more heavy hand just heavy in general for whatever reason. Um other than Batman, there really shouldn't be any other characters that should have to be dark and brooding and it seems like they're trying to do that with every character except for Flash. <laughs> right. And I'm like, we don't need that. And at least Wonder Woman, when Wonder Woman came out, it was like a breath of fresh air. And then Suicide Squad came out, and you're like, what is going on here? And I'm still wondering what is going on here. I don't know if it was studio noted to death. And maybe that's just DC's kryptonite is the fact that the studios just get in and like, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. And then it just gets, yeah, and it gets noted to death. And then uh, your everything you were trying to achieve is getting, yeah, noted. And then it you get stuff like the Whedon, <laughs> the Whedon Justice League, Suicide Squad. I still wonder. If this, if Wonder Woman eighty four was the original, like that's what Patty Jenkins wanted to put out, or if once again it got noted to death. I still think <laughs> most. Of, I still think most of it's just story related issues. Like yeah. I, I don't think it's like the way it was cut or shot or how it was presented. I think it's just the overall story is the actual issue. So, <clears throat> yeah. So the. As most people know, Zack Snyder, I mean, they fans started the Snyder Cut once they realized that he had all of this footage, you know, on his laptop ready to go. I mean, other than adding special effects, whatever. But yeah. the yeah. scenes had been shot. Like, it just needed post work after that. So, and so they fans started the campaign, released the Snyder Cut all the way through, like, Comic Cons and all kinds billboards and park benches like all kinds of stuff until finally uh warner brothers and hbo's like approached him about about it and he originally turned it down it's like i don't want to mess with it you know i just kind of want to move on etc which makes sense for any director you know you've been whether you know it is what it is move on to the next project let's you know keep moving forward not focus so much on the past yeah i guess unless you're george lucas and have to screw around with star wars anyways um <laughs> exceptions to everything i guess uh, so what they did but finally i guess he got tired of being nagged about it and finally just decided you know in honor of his daughter he would go back and do this so originally i guess it was going to be episodic and the fact that it was, they were just going to release it episode one you know like six episodes mm-hmm. and then Instead of just, well, I, I think it started out, his, he's like, yeah, we'll release it, you know, by the, and then he told, he told uh, HBO and told HBO, hey, by the way, this is, uh, it's going to be like four hours long, you know, and they're like, oh, really? 
so we'll just do it like one episode, like six individual episodes, and do it that way. Which is why I think they had it broken up into six parts um, initially. And then I think they decided maybe that wasn't the best idea and just go ahead and release the entire four hours because the fact that it's streaming, people can stop it wherever they need to and then go back to it. Or they can watch in one sitting if that got if they had that kind of time. True. So one thing I did notice, it is three hours, 52 minutes if you take out the credits at the end. There is no mid-credit scene. There is no end-credit scene. Yep. It's not a Marvel movie. So it is. So after the credits, you know, start three hours, 52 minutes. So it's about right at 10 minutes of credits because um, there's so much that went into four hours worth of, you know, work. Uh, yeah, the, the plot's still the same sort of yeah. <laughs> I guess is that a good way to put that um, we're having we're talking about this as if you've already seen the original Joss Whedon cut when it originally came out so if you haven't seen that and you haven't seen this I don't this may not be helpful to you um, if you've at least seen the Whedon cut then you'll at least be able to kind of follow along so basically, first of all, can we, before we even get into that, can we talk about the fact that this is rated R? No, I noticed that with the language. I wasn't, like, I didn't, I never, I never looked at the, at the rating for it before watching it. Yeah. And then when I heard them, the, they the dialogue. One, I only saw one, I only heard one F-bomb though. Yeah, but I mean, it was still a little more adult language. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, wasn't hard right. like that one, one drop, but they weren't. What they weren't mentioning words basically, yeah. Well, I think yeah. it was still PG 13, the original one. I think it was still PG 13, which I think most most of the uh, Marvel movies are too because of violence. You know what? I think did it. And one thing I've noticed because I, after the first when I watched it the first time, I, w- I was paid more focused on everything that was new and just trying to just let all that just wash over me. Mm-hmm. The second time watching, I was focusing more on different things and one of the things i was trying to focus on is why is this rated r you know why is it i can watch what is it that i need to look at to where i think i need to try and decide can can my kids watch this you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's, is this going to be suitable is it just the, like what what is it about this because the mpaa ratings are so almost not quite arbitrary but they're it's it's weird when you get into why things are rated the way they are so i kind of just use it as a loose guide i guess and try and just make my develop my own opinions and decisions so what i what i noticed i did notice the one f-bomb which i don't which i don't believe it was in one of the newer scenes that was in, added um and then what i noticed more and i don't know if it was in the Whedon version or not, I might have to actually go back and just watch a couple of scenes. Um, there's more blood, like there's actual blood in this. So after, yeah. like in the in the uh, in the scene with Diana, Diana's for, or Wonder Woman's first scene rescuing the hostages and everything, you see like blood on the back of the walls from where someone has died, or on the ground and on the ground like on, behind their heads, and it's just like pool of blood and stuff. And then I noticed. Um, 
a couple other fight scenes where they're when when people die there's like blood either on walls or i mean there are somewhere close to where people have died or there's blood shooting out that i think is the difference between that's what i think it is i think it's more of that because you know if it's like superhero violence where people die but there's no blood you can still get away with it being pg-13 but as soon as there's blood then it's rated R. so and then what else i also find humorous if this were in black and white and there were blood it wouldn't it would be pg-13 which that's supposed to come next black and white version oh yeah yeah so i'm gonna get my wish i'm gonna get my wish i I believe so (laughs) oh that'd be awesome i'm gonna be so excited so I was wondering why a lot of the posters were black and white, but then yeah. I was re- I didn't read the full article, but the title was like, you know, black and white versions coming. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, I did go back and watch 2017 version. And yeah, there's okay. there's no blood. So okay, yeah, yeah, and it's definitely yeah. different. <laughs> this it's a diff- I, I was just like, man, this is like one thing I noticed. You know how they have the credits and. So the director, all it listed was Zack Snyder as the director. Yeah, Josh Whedon is only listed as a writer for the script. Okay, maybe. He, he doesn't he doesn't list himself as a director. So it's like, did you know what you were doing? The, yeah, but say I wonder if he was listed as producer too. Yeah, I think, I think I think he's one of the producers, but he didn't um he didn't they didn't put him in as a you know like co-director or whatever, like a ghost director, kind of like yeah. a ghost writer. Yeah, because they could have put directed by. Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. They yeah. could have easily done that, but nope, <laughs> didn't do that. Um, okay. Yeah. But um, it definitely was a more full story. Like It, was, got, it had a story. I mean, yeah. other than just mother boxes of plenty. Right. And um, it was more focused. And, you know, we already know about Batman, Superman because of We've, there's been plenty of movies yeah. for them. And then Wonder Woman had her movie before the original Justice League came out. So we didn't really need a lot of backstory for them. But you introduce Flash and Cyborg, and it's like, who are these guys? Now, if you don't, if you watch the CW show or watch previous iterations of the Flash, then you, you know who Flash is. But Cyborg, for me, was new. Like, yeah. I knew nothing other than the little bits and pieces I saw of the animated Teen Titans. And so, two Titans go, <laughs> right? And then, um, so bringing him in, I was out and watching the 2017 version. I was like, yeah, he really. Even though when I watched it, because I watched it twice, I watched it once by myself. Yeah. And then my daughter wanted to see it, so I took her. Okay. So I'd seen it twice. So you know, the original, yeah, it could. I felt like it could have been better. Could have been baked in the oven a little longer. Yeah. And a lot of the jokes seen force and just tacked on because well dc's so dark and um but cyborg was kind of my favorite part i'm like man i wish there was more to him yeah you know and this one you get him you get you get a full little more you get a lot more of his backstory why he's so conflicted his relationship with his dad and you know a little more about you know as far as his parents you know you get you get a lot more of that and um where he was, like, you know, athlete and everything, and then some tragic happens that changes that, and you know, of course we saw in Batman v Superman, his dad uses one of the mother boxes to basically put him back together, and then we have Cyborg. So he's yeah. made of the, one of the mother boxes. And, um, 
they went deep into what he's capable of doing. It's like, you know, if he wanted to, he could just ruin a lot of people. Uh, you know, if he wanted to be a villain, he'd ruin Bruce Wayne. Like, I can just yeah. ruin you. <laughs> I want, yeah, so if he were to go dark. You could do it before Bane. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't you don't want, like, you worry about Superman going dark. Cyborg goes dark. That's that's crippling the world. <laughs> he has the yeah. potential to do that. And he yeah. doesn't have to put a hand. He don't have to lay a hand on anybody. Yep. Um, I, one of the notes I put in here was they put a cyborg movie inside of a Justice League movie. Yeah. I mean, he basically is the, like, like, Zack Snyder said, Cyborg's yeah. the heart of the movie. Yep. And you didn't feel that with the 2017 release, no. but with this one, you're like, yeah, he has a lot more importance now, in this story. It, after watching this, you understand Ray Fisher's yes. entire campaign. Yeah. It's yeah. not an actor trying to, you know, just crying because of one thing or another. No. It's, you know, it, and you're like, all right, it's just an actor getting you know, cry because, and, you know, because of this or this and, you know, may or may not be justified. No, nah, no, nah. you watch this version. You're like, oh, damn, I completely understand now. Yeah. Yeah. This, this movie, that's it. Basically, these are his receipts. Like pretty much all this stuff I was saying, just watch this movie. You know, I'll tell the truth. Yes. So, yeah. And that's pretty much what he said, too. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy because, I mean. He's important to it, like very, yes, very integral, integral. And then same as the Flash, he had a big, had an important role instead of just his, yeah. um, yeah. What he had, what we got in 2017. It's like, so if this original scene at the end was there, Joss Whedon saw this and was like, nah, let's just have him push this truck out out of the way. It's like, come on. So one of the notes I put in that I wrote down uh, was that I'm so glad they took that family that was in trapped in the house over by the nuclear plant. I'm yes. so glad that that was a Whedon thing and not actually in this because it was one of my least favorite. Like, almost like letter, like oh, it's like letter, you know, letter Z storyline. Like it, nobody cared. Like oh. I mean, care because it's people in trouble, but. Who are they? We don't. Why are they literally the only family in this entire, you know, desolated town? Well, Nobody well, I mean, else there. In the 2017 version, Superman did carry a whole building, so I guess there were people in there, but we don't see them. Yeah. But because when I went back and rewatched that version, as soon as they showed them, I was like, man, they don't need to be here. So I'm glad that yeah. they're not present. They're, they're so not like, even. They're yeah, not even a blip. Not even mentioned. Nothing. Not a part of it. Thank God. I was so happy about that. I was like, I can't. <laughs> it's my least favorite part of the movie, of that movie, is just them. Is every time they go back, okay, it's cute. Yes, they go and get bug spray. All right, that's kind of cute. But it's not necessary, though. And no. I was so irritated with it. It's and a distraction. Like, uh, yeah. It's so, like it's part of a TV show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so hokey. I yeah. mean... It would be a cute little Marvel moment, but it's not a... Just that didn't work. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the movie's already dark, so you're going to try and put this in here, try and lighten it up a little bit. It's not... It's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, so, what, also, if you haven't watched the Snyder Cut, it is shot... Not shot. It is being shown in a 4 to 3 aspect ratio, which mm -hmm. is, if depending on... Held you are if you used to watch VHS tapes 
that's what mo- most movies you watch are going to be on that format. If you're old enough to remember buying, going back and double dipping, so like buying, we'll just use like an example I had. Um, so I, I love the movie Speed. It's one of my favorite Keanu movies, still is. I still love that movie. I loved it so much, I went back and specially bought the Letterboxd Edition. Just so I could have that plus the little featurettes, you know, the extras. Yeah. It's like how they toyed around before DVDs, you know. Having the features and the extras were on the letterbox edition. Couldn't get them on the regular one. You had to get the letterbox one. So I would start buying the letterbox one. So when so when uh, DVDs started going to that, six, was it 16 to 9 ratio, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what most things are being shown now. Especially because TVs are now rectangular and not square. There's, I had the thought the other day while I was watching Justice League, I think the second time, that there's an entire generation that doesn't know that most movies were in that four to three ratio because they're, they've grown up with the letterbox, you know, with the with the letterbox uh, format. Yeah. And I found that interesting. I was like, wow. You know, so when, you know, they're watching movies on TV, this movie's been edited and formatted to fit your TV. It's like, well, not anymore, because all TVs are rectangle. True. So it's, a, uh, I I find that interesting. I've always, I, I actually had that, th- I was like, wow, yeah, I guess it's about right. That's because a lot of people don't have, you know, didn't grow up with VHSs now, as we've, as you and I have gotten older. Um, and so they're not used to that. They're just kind of used to, this being the way it is so when they go and watch this it's going to be different to them but to us it'd be like all right it's like watch it's different because it's been a while since we've seen a movie yeah you ever watch a movie like that you just adjust to it like, oh, okay yeah cool so i so i've referred to this format for justice league as the mother box format because hmm. i think that's why he decided to do it that way so is to box. have the square yeah. because of all the mother because of the three mother boxes that are cubes you know and that are the the item that they have to you know the thing they have to get or collect i guess in order to get the unity um but yeah six stones is three boxes yeah pretty much you know it's it's the the item the thing yes uh so yeah the mother box format the fact that Zack snyder hasn't called it that's kind of sad so you got to get on that But that's, you know, it puts a disclaimer at the beginning. It's like, hey, uh, for the, you know, his, his creative intent or whatever, um, for it to be sh- uh, shown in 4 to 3 format. That is a choice. Um, and I kind of understand it. But this is such a giant, epic film yeah. that should be in 16. If there is a movie that's going to be in 16 by 9, the big, long, scaping, you know, widescape. Um, where there's just so much going on, so much action, you kind of want that big, wide screen. I mean, can you imagine Godzilla versus Kong being in four to three format? I mean, you won't be able to fit one in the in the picture, much less two. It'll be the camera just be panning back and forth. <laughs> yeah, pan and scan. Oh, the good old days of pan and scan. Yes, slightly distract. Uh, but, yeah, but I think maybe he just did it because it was going to streaming instead of in a big theater. Maybe, maybe he did it purposely for that reason. I don't know. I'm but, hoping they. I'm hoping whenever it does come out on DVD or digital, whichever, both. I'm hoping if whenever it does come to that, that he it, it's an option. You can pick 
which yeah. format you want. They should. I'm, I'm hoping because I would love to see this in a 16 by 9. I think I'd almost rather have it in a 16 by 9 format than in black and white. Why not both? I mean, I'd take both. I'm just <laughs> saying if it's an option. Yeah. I'm just saying if there's yeah. an option, I'd rather do a 16 by 9. Yeah. I mean, when it comes out, I'm, I've definitely picked this up. I I didn't pick up the original. I'm like, I, yeah. even even when it got put down to like eight bucks, I'm like, no, nah, still not low enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's usually the sweet spot price for me. I'm like, all right, I'll pick it up. Yeah. But um, yeah, this one it gets a Blu-ray DVD release. So one thing I did like, yeah. So one thing I I, uh, I really liked was I think the they improved on the on Steppenwolf's design, like his. His armor, because I don't remember his armor moving, like having that kind no. of movement in the first one. And I kind of mm-hmm. like that, especially when uh, the Strikers Island scene, when Wonder Woman first shows up, and he's like Amazonian, and like his his uh, his armor like bulks up, you know, for like it's being uh, like a predator approaching. So as a defense thing, it's I like how Amazon. it has that kind of movement like that. I did actually enjoy that. It wasn't too distracting. I actually felt it to be um, in, an interesting choice because it's very flexible and moving and that it seems like it might be, because it looks heavy and bulky, but it with that kind of movement that it shows, it seems like it might be maybe a lighter weight material. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of gave that. Um, I, mean, I really liked that they really improved the story on Themyscira. Yeah, like how they kind of because in the original one where it's just them at the little bunker area or whatever it is fortress thing they made for it and then it was just that and then like a chase scene for the cube and then it's over I don't like yeah, this that seemed kind of quick they, yeah quick and kind of lame way of, to do it and uh, I, I like how they added stuff before they added stuff after um you know that they actually showed them shooting the aerial, the arrow to they, Greece. They, sh- they showed them getting it. I'm like, yeah. By that, I'm like, I, I like this. Like, yes, it's a, it's a little longer for the scene, but it kind of shows you how important. Like, this yeah. is something they don't do often. So, right. You know, it just shows the weight of why they're doing this because they got to yes. get a message to Diana. Nobody else will know what it means, but she right. will. But she will. And they can And they can't leave. So, yeah. Or they don't want to leave. Or I don't know. Cause, I don't know. I, I never understood yeah. that. Why is it is Diana can leave, but they don't. But I guess I don't know. Maybe she because did. she's not. Well, she's they not were made not, to like them. They also weren't happy with her choice when she left either, though, yeah. too. And I so. guess she's, you know, considering she's made. Yes. Maybe that's why she can leave, and they're tied to that land. Maybe. And I think they. Well, also, it's. I think it's also choice too, because they. Yeah. Because you know, men, the you know, mankind ruined them. You know, because they were enslaved first, and then they fought that war and you know for their freedom basically made it to where they it cannot be you know reached or found by outside men mankind except by by accident yeah except by (laughs) plane crash or whatever yeah um but going back to steppenwolf's look like yeah it's a better look but i still didn't quite like it even though yeah i like the movement of it and then you know get shot by all arrows and then broke them off i'm like all right that's cool yeah but and I don't know. I, I don't know. It was okay, but I did like how instead of Steppenwolf being this evil guy, just wanting to take over the world, get these mother boxes because his mother called to him, 
he's got an actual reason for what he's doing. Yes. You know, he's basically fallen out of the graces with Darkseid, and he's trying yeah. to get back in the good graces by right. capturing, taking over this world and yeah. getting the mother box. So, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. He's not just some evil guy. <laughs> right. He's not just some guy that's like, he hears the mother boxes, and it sounds like it's almost like they're talking to him. Yeah. And that's why it keeps referring to him as mother, you know, because yeah. his mother boxes. Um, no, I I agree because I I always found that kind of weird. She's creepy. Yeah. Because I mean, because even the the, the, yeah. the dialogue. Because I was watching 2017 version, it was talking to Hippolyta. like, hey, like I'm once I'm finished with what I'm doing, you're gonna love me. And then yeah. all the other warriors showed up, like, and you all will love me. I'm like, dude, you're like narcissistic right now. Yeah. <laughs> creepy. Yeah. So, here he has yeah. purpose. Yes. Well, apparently in the comics, Steppenwolf is actually Darkseid's uncle. But from what I read in the Snyder Cut, he's apparently his nephew. So basically they switched roles. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, okay, well, that's an interesting choice. But yeah. I don't even know why they got to be related, but okay, that works. All right. It could just be this is my yeah. second in command. He yep. did something dumb, and he's trying to get back his position. Yep. So, um, but yeah, uh, one thing I, I was, so the scene where, you know, after Diana discovers it, you know, the, the Themyscira shot the arrow and it's on fire and whatever. And she, she saw the sign just like in the 2017 version. She's like, mm-hmm. uh oh, invasion. Okay. And then the one, if there's any scene that should have been left in, that should have been put into this 2017 cut. That wouldn't have taken really that much more time, but told so much exposition would have been the scene afterwards where she goes to the temple, grabs the arrow, and then goes Indiana Jonesing down this cave yeah. where she comes across this room that has all the hieroglyphics, or, you know, all the, what do you call them? Not hieroglyphics, but the mural with all the like caveman drawings, pretty much, <laughs> that yeah. tells the story of the great battle. And that tells so much. I under—I honestly don't understand why that wasn't in the 2017 version, because that provides so much information in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And that bugs the heck out of me, because it's like not even a 30-second, you know, minute, maybe two-minute scene that could have been left in and told so much in such a little bit of time. And giving you more, giving Diana more depth, you know, in the film. In the Justice League film, like her giving her character to do more, right? So instead of just as Wonder Woman, but actually as Diana. So that part I couldn't figure out. I'm like, this is such an important scene that's not being expressed. You know, that's not that should have been in. I mean, really, all of this should have been the original. However, they weren't, which is why we now have this one. But that one, I'm just like, this just adds so much information. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, nah, the hell with it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it tells them so much. Like, nah, we, we'll we'll leave that out. Yeah, we don't really. We're not worried about story. We're just trying to get it done. Okay. Yeah. Action. Big moves. <laughs> so, I'm trying to. I'm debating on whether or not I want to get in. I'll just say this. I I really like the three characters. They other than Dark Side, obviously that we're not introduced in the 2017 version that are introduced in this one i really like that because it really gives 
Well, one of them I'll tell. It's just because I think uh, most people know. So Desaad, who is, you know, I guess uh, I referred to Desaad. So Desaad works with Darkseid. He's in the comic. Yeah. He's basically the messenger. I referred to Desaad as the administrative assistant. <laughs> He's Darkseid's <laughs> administrative assistant. He's the one that's talking to Steppenwolf the entire time. You know, delivery is like I'll deliver your message to Darkseid. I'll be sure he knows. Yeah. But then he's always checking in. So uh, how's it going? Uh, how's it going? Have you got all the mother boxes yet, or what? You know, yeah. kind of that. What's your progress? <laughs> yeah, what's your progress? I'm trying. To, I have an email. I got to send Darkseid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to send. I'm about to hit send. So let me know. <laughs> exactly. So I do like that. He's. Oh, I, I like that they put because he's really kind of an integral character. If you're going to talk about dark side, you can't have dark side without the side. So, um, so I'm glad that they added him into the film. The other two I won't get into. I think I've decided I'm not going to. I just want that. It should be a surprise just like it is for everybody else. Um, yeah, it was it was better than just having Steppenwolf talk to the box like mother, mother yes. this, mother that. I'm like, no. <laughs> there was no reason not to. That's what kills yeah. me. I guess if you're not trying to have Darkseid in the film at all, I mean, you still could have had Desaad because you could have just, that could have just been that thing that you're like, oh, okay, well, he's a messenger, but we're not going to show him just yet. You could pull like a Thanos, you yeah, know? I mean, like, even Steppenwolf mentioned Darkseid's name for Darkseid in the original. Yes. That's, that's the most you get. That's it for Darkseid. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So they could have added that to. Questions. Um, yeah. Let's see, I'm going through my notes, making sure I'm covering all the things I've <laughs> written down so far. Um, so when we get introduced to, oh, so, <laughs> so you know when they, they do the flashback scene, which I think was done very well. When they're talking, basically, the flashback exposition scene about how the mother boxes came to Earth and Darkseid's original attempt, but then, you know, gets defeated and sent back. You know, the three forces, Amazons, Atlanteans, and mankind fighting together, and those from above being the Green Lantern. First of all, why was there only one Green Lantern? Like, I get it, it's the one for this sector, blah, 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 blah. But it's yep. a big, bad battle. Big battle, yeah. Why not have another one? There was more than one. However, it's whatever. A team of Lanterns, yeah. That was weird. I should just be happy with just the one, but however, I'm not. Because... It, I was just watching. I'm like, this, even in the comics, they wouldn't just have just one. They would have at least two. Yeah. As your backup. Anyways, whatever. Um, but I think it was done better, explained a lot better, you know, explained the origins of things a lot more and kind of gave them more, added more gravity to the, to the actual story and, yeah. you know, more weight to it. When Darkseid jumps down, which this is in the trailer, so I'm not really giving away anything. When he jumps down off the ship, lands in the ground, you know, runs his fingers through the dirt, and then kind of stands up. Mm -hmm. I wrote down, I said, Darkseid looks like an angry drunk that just took off his shirt and is ready to fight. Let's go! <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you say about my mother boxes? Nobody <laughs> talks about my mother boxes <sighs> Yeah, put your hands up. Let's fight. Defend yourself. Yeah. That, but then I started laughing because that's what I thought when I was like, "This looks like an angry drunk that's just taking off his shirt." And I'm like, 
Let's go. Boot up. <laughs> go time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, and, and so, so yeah, they have, after they, you know, take, after they defeat them, they decide, you know, separate the mother boxes. Just, and this is something that bothered me in the 2017 version, too. So, the Amazons, they construct this bunker or whatever, you know, fortress thing. Yeah. To put the, to put the mother box in, but also put it on a stand for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> and just leave it like that. Um, as if it's almost something to worship, but they're not going to. Right. But they have a defense, you know, if something were to happen, they had, you know, strategic plan to close it off and everything. <clears throat> but that was cool. The Atlanteans take it down underwater and comes up through some octopus thing and then put in some sort of Atlantean force field also on a stand. I'm like, yeah. what's stands in these people? But okay. And, you know, but still it's very secure. And then here's mankind. Dig a three three foot hole and put it in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, <laughs> I just, I, I well, laughed more about it now than I did in the, in the, when I originally first saw it. I'm like, it's just so, it's okay. so, that's such a typical thing we would probably do though. We wouldn't build something to build around it. We would just throw it in the dirt and bury it like a, like an animal that we, that had passed away. <laughs> Think about it. It was the last one that they actually got their hands on. <laughs> the other ones had all this protection. Right. And they were taken. And I like how in this one, he just, you know, yeah, he lays waste to everybody. He comes down, gets what he wants, beams out. You know, he doesn't waste a lot of time. Um, and then, you know, those those other two boxes were supposed to be heavily protected, and they were gotten relatively easily. But then he had a little hard time finding the one that, that was just that buried. That was buried in the dirt. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> Well, actually, wow. then dug back up, and then yeah. they showed the timeline of that. But still, well, as long as it didn't activate, they were good. Yeah, but they decided to hey, let's play, let's make do this pet cemetery thing. Yeah, <laughs> basically what it kind of was. Yeah, but that that always cracked me up, and I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, so what? What's yeah. what's man going to do to protect this mother box? Keep it out of sight? No, oh, just going to bury it and leave right. it alone. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah, <clears throat> let's go get let's go get bear. <laughs> so Aquaman goes underwater and you know has this scene where he's kind of going back and forth to Atlantis and you know Volko shows up William Defoe's character and tells him yeah. he needs to go take his rightful place blah 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 I've now decided that his character Volko's character would be far more entertaining if William Defoe was playing it as the same character from the lighthouse <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't want to see that movie, especially if they put this in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but I did notice some things in this referring to Aquaman's character. It kind of messes up some stuff with his movie, dude. There's so I know many, you noticed one it. Of the other notes I have, I go. I know you noticed going it. on. There's so many continuity questions yeah. I have. Yeah, like when I first show that one scene, I'm like, wait, so he knew about this? No. Now I'm like. Now they need to go back and fix that. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I'm like, he doesn't know. What, yeah, that's this. legit. What one of the things I wrote down was, I'm so, I wrote down so confused on the whole Aquaman storyline, and not yes. so much as far as it relates to the team itself, but as far as the stuff they introduced, Atlant, you know, uh, Atlantis wise, and yeah. 
how it how it doesn't match up with the Aquaman movie because I decided I'm going to go back and watch that now because I got to find out where where that yeah. See, also I'm thinking because of how that particular version of Justice League was, that's why Aquaman was the way it was then. Yeah. Whereas if this version had come out with would at least different? most least least most of it intact, you know, it wouldn't have been right. four hours in theaters. It probably would have been two forty five or whatever. Then you have right. the director's cut later. Then the Aquaman story would change based on this version if it yeah. had got released first because of what's in it. I'm like, maybe we're gonna. I, I don't know. It just it just messed things up yeah. to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at Justin Wynn. Justin Wynn. Um, what's Aquaman? Story on actually, I guess whoever's like which, screenwriter. Like which version did you watch? <laughs> yeah, which one did you go off of, or were you going off of your own thing and y'all didn't communicate too well? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We're it in the safe space now. <laughs> like it wasn't safe. your fault. It's not yeah. your fault. It wasn't your fault. We're not blaming. We're just curious. Yeah, uh, like, movie's good, but you got some things you got to tweak. <laughs> yeah. So, can you go back and reshoot? I mean, Warner Brothers apparently is okay with reshooting things. So. Yeah, just just introduce information. Like, yeah, I know this, this, that. Uh, all right, we're good now. Or put a disclaimer. <laughs> Release a new disclaimer. This is <laughs> an alternate beginning. version of Aquaman's story based on how. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. When we get when we eventually get Flashpoint, everything's going to change anyway, so it's not going to matter. True. <laughs> just a reset, anyways. Uh, I thought I felt. I don't know about you. So one thing I've always enjoyed about the Marvel movies is that they really don't put music. I don't mean music as in like a score, but I mean music as in like songs in their films. It's all just score and story and action. Yeah. This movie, they added, Zack Snyder added songs to it. Now, in the beginning of the 17 version, they also did, uh, was it Everybody Knows? Um, It's not the Winter Code version, it's some other one. Um, which it kind of was fine. It fit how they shot everything. But yeah, that was cool. I liked it was, that. It was fine. I didn't mind it. Um, but they didn't do it this one because it opens differently anyways. And, you know, much like a lot of things in this thing <laughs> are different. Um, <laughs> yeah. He put songs in that, I, to me, when they put the songs in, they seem kind of out of place with what it kind of slows down the flow of the movie, in my opinion. Because it's not... They're always slow, moody kind of songs and, you know, great coffeehouse music, but not really something you want in the superhero film. Right. And it just seemed out of place and it seemed like it kind of helped. It literally made it feel like it was dragging. So it, yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) That's one of the the things I didn't like. It fit just fine, like where, you know, in for the scene, but it only fit for the scene. Like it just slowed, to me, it slowed down the pacing. Speaking of slowing down the pacing, <laughs> Zack Snyder's slow motion, use of slow motion <laughs> in the film, is legit the same as J.J. Um, Abrams and the Wind's Flares. It's, this is Zack Snyder's Wind's Flares, or the, yeah. the slow motion. And I don't even talking about the, the, the stuff with Flash, because that's supposed, that has to. That's how he shows that he's running faster than what time is allowing him to do. Yeah. So that's that I don't have an issue with. It's literally the use of slow motion everywhere else in this film. A couple of times, okay, I don't need it for like every action scene. It gets to be a bit much. I think that's his signature. <laughs> well, it's fine if you use it in moderation. 
True. Kind of like J.J. Abrams and the Lens Flares. It's fine if you use it in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that J.J. Abrams had somebody on set to be sure that he didn't use it too much should tell you something. But yeah, so I didn't like the slow motion thing. I think someone even tweeted, it's like, this mo- the reason why this movie is four hours and two minutes is because of Zack Snyder's sl- use of slow motion in the film. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they probably was shaved off about three or four minutes easily. True. But, you know, some of it, I mean, it's for, you know, kind of visual, you know, effect and all that. And I, I don't know. It it works fine some of the time. But, again, if you if you use it, if that's your thing you're using so much, it's then becoming, to, at least to me, it's becoming distracting. And especially if you're wanting to repeat view of it. Like, oh, this part was going to fucking slow down. Yeah, but... Man. Fix me a sandwich till this is over. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be as fast as the Flash making a sandwich by the time the scene's over with. Yeah. I'm already done sitting back down. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm the Flash. <laughs> um, one thing I like that they did kind of help develop as far as character development. Well, one, they had character development in this yes. film, which I was one of my biggest gripes in, of the 17 version. Is like you are just assumed you know who these characters are other than Batman, Superman and, you know, Wonder Woman a little bit. And unless you have been watching the CW's Flash, you're not going to really know or have any pre-existing knowledge. You don't really know who these characters are or their origins. Obviously with Batman, Superman, we've known their origin stories better, you know, better, yeah. Like, God knows we've had Batman's origin story in every iteration as if we've need, ever needed it. Yeah. Here we are. We've got them anyways. His parents die. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we got it the first 50 times. We don't need it. Yeah. <clears throat> but you don't know, like, Aquaman's flashes, uh, cyborgs, none of that was introduced. And I think that's to Marvel's benefit of always having the solo movies come before the team movies. Yeah. Unless you introduce somebody in a team movie to which then afterwards you get their solo and it becomes more fleshed out. That's true. So, like with and that's the, the Avengers. Yes. Before that came out, you had first two Iron Man movies, Captain America and um Thor. And then but within oh, Iron oh. Man yeah, within Iron Man two you introduced Black Widow. Yep. Within Thor you introduced Hawkeye. And then of course um Incredible Hulk. You have a different Hulk by the time Avengers right. start, but you know about this character. You still, yeah, because you still same, had a solo movie. Yeah, it's the same character, just a different actor. And so you, that, that, that cuts out their backstory because you don't need it. Yeah. Boom, now we just team. Here, you've got two main characters that you have their backstory, one of which is dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when this movie comes out. Yeah. And so one of which is dead. So, you know, the backstory of the other one and you know a little bit about, you know, very little about Wonder Woman. Yeah. But we know actually about Wonder her. Woman, the Wonder Woman movie came out after Justice League. So. I thought it was before. It's after because it, it was uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, then Wonder Woman. No. I know Batman v Superman. Okay. I don't know. Wonder Woman 2017. So. Same here, but maybe like a couple months. But 
Yeah, it came in, came out after, I guess. Or maybe before. I don't even remember. Let's see here. I'm checking. Just some of the references she made were, on, were in her movie, so it wouldn't make sense for her to make that reference to Steve Trevor. June 2nd is when Wonder Woman came out, and then... Donna Justice came out in 2016. And then Justice League was after Wonder Woman. I think. Okay, I think it was in the, yeah, I think that was in like December. I feel like, I feel like it was a just Christmas movie. So I'm scrolling to try and find the release date. They only want to put November 17. Yeah, okay. All right. Because... So I was thinking Batman vs Superman. So okay. That's and then with that movie, they could have kept Wonder Woman's secret. Like we knew about her before the movie came out, where they had said nothing yeah. about her. Like the reaction in the movie would have been better than it was. Because I mean, even I got hype. I'm like, yeah. If I didn't know about this, I'd been even more hype. Yeah. Because <laughs> the music, then her just coming dun, in, blocking dun, that shot. Dun, it's like. Dun, dun. You know, the yeah. way I felt with that scene, it's kind of how I felt with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, finally, I feel good about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, thank goodness we got that squared away. Should have probably <laughs> done that beforehand. Uh, but, you know, whatever. But nonetheless, yeah, so you come in with three characters, went two of which are dead, and then the other three, no backstory, and you just have to kind of just go with it. All you yeah. have are, like, the little blurbs from, like, the, what, 30 seconds of... All three of them total from Don and Justice. I'm like, oh. The email scene. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the email scene. <laughs> I was like, this is so. Yeah, they didn't. So I think in doing so, at least in this movie, you know, they did a good job at least fleshing. They did a hell of a good job in Snyder Cut as far as Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, Flash, I think most people, if you've watched CW, you know Flash's story, but. It still wouldn't be nice. Like, because he's not with... So I'm still wondering how he got his powers, though. Right. Because in, in you know, comic books, it's because he works in the crime lab at the police department. And that's how he got his powers. Yeah. Because a lightning storm hit, and he the chemicals sprayed on him, and he got super speed. So yeah. now I'm wondering how did he actually, you know, now I'm curious more about his origin story because they didn't get into it really, just that he was That's just fast. Maybe if he, they do, and he, his you know, movie. at the, yeah, well, at the end of the movie, they're like, he got a job at the crime lab. I'm like, oh, that should have been the first thing that happened. And True. then you got your powers, bro. True. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like how they're doing Flash. I, I like his outfit. His outfit looks awesome. I don't <clears> like <throat> what they're doing. It's not, to my, I feel that it's not the actor's fault. It's how it's written and how they're choosing to go with it. Yeah. So it, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit rough. And then you have, um, Aquaman's just kind of just there and you get a couple interactions, but it doesn't really tell a whole lot of the story. So it's just, yeah, things they would have gone with the, the solo routes first. They probably, it would probably help make the movie shorter, um, even the Snyder Cut shorter. And you could focus more on 
them trying to come up with a way to defeat Steppenwolf, defeat the villain, and all of that. Okay, so one thing I kind of found humorous, and this is kind of where I'll kind of leave this off at, um, is that when they get to Strikers Island, you know, they're like, all right, let's go, you know. So you get this, you know, this awesome, like, guitar riff going, like, all right, you know, it kind of gets you pumped up. And then yeah. what did it cut to? All of them walking upstairs. I'm like, well, one of them can fly. The other one's fast as lightning. <laughs> The other one has a grappling hook. The other one can jump really high at this point in time. Yeah. I'm like, why are we taking stairs? <laughs> like, what's what's going on here? Yeah, that threw, yeah, threw me off a little bit. <laughs> I was like, like... I started, but it's, you know, it's just, I, I was laughing so hard, you know, especially this time around at that scene because, you know, I'm, I think I'm thinking more about it and thinking about why are they taking stairs? And it was unexpected. After, especially with this big, heavy guitar riff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like all right, we're ready for we're ready for battle. Taking the stairs. It's almost like we're when... better off with more of a like suspenseful kind of music, kind of help build tension. And then cut it, and because they're trying to be more tactical, but yeah. it's hard to be tactical when you're a giant when you're a giant cyborg going up metal stairs. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> like every single one of them, except for maybe Flash, probably has a heavy foot. I'm assuming. And just because of what all they're wearing. So maybe yeah. Diana, but but yeah, Batman and, and Cyborg aren't sneaking up anybody on metal stairs. No. Not at all. <laughs> of course I could sneak up on the night. <laughs> but yeah, I, Cause, I cause about Batman. that. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So okay, I take it back. I have one last comment. So I <laughs> as we were talking as I was talking about how I'm not a fan of Ezra Miller's flash, I don't like the the franticness of it all. Yeah. I would have been, you know, of all the new scenes that they added, I would have, I would have been perfectly fine if they didn't have the whole scene of him applying to be a dog walker and you for a split second are introduced to Iris West. I would be okay with that scene not being in there. Same. I don't think it added really anything to the story. All it does is make you more annoyed at this character. Yeah, I agree. It, I, we could have done without that. Like, I don't know if he's naturally supposed to be a spaz or if he's got like some ADHD or if it's just because he has all the lightning in him. So he's just his mind's moving quicker than his mouth. If that's what it's supposed to be like, well, I don't, like, I don't know what what's going on with what they're trying to do with that character. I just find it more annoying than I do comic. It probably should have kept the scene with him and Bruce Wayne where he's like explaining like I, I need friends you got ADHD no, and all this stuff because I don't, I don't know if they I don't know if they kept that whole yeah. spiel in oh, the okay. whole thing I don't know if they kept the whole thing in but right. he did kind of mention he had ADHD and all these other things and just all that together just like eh, you know yeah. kind of makes him like he is and just cut that whole dog yeah that dog's in Walker it. thing Walker yeah. didn't need to be in there nah. it's cool for VFX but that's really about it or they could have had him still save her, but just leave out the dog part, dog walker part. Yeah, just, just have, have they they meet each other. Yeah, walking down the street, they cross each other's paths. 
And then she just happens to get in her car driving by, and he notices her, and then he knows the truck. And, oh, I need to do it. That, that could that would have been a little better. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like it. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not a fan. <laughs> um, I was like, I would much rather have just had them introduce Ryan Reynolds's Green Lantern into the Justice League instead. Especially if you're trying to go for comic relief, I think he could have done that. And then him and him and Batman kind of butted heads. You know, it's it funny if he showed up and like tried to be the waiter. He shows up like, man, why am I here? Yeah, <laughs> this feels yeah. strangely familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or he I looks mean, at his suit. I don't know if he's just like, he, yeah. <laughs> he did. Uh, following the, he decided on St. Patrick's Day he was actually going to watch Green Lantern for the first time ever, and then yeah. for like about five or six tweets, you know, kind of went through it, and then he kind of just stopped. I'm like. I don't know if he stopped watching it or <laughs> or if or if he just got tired of tweeting about it or you yeah. want to try and get in trouble. I don't know. But uh, he's like, oh, hey, did you know Blake Lively was in this movie? I'm like, come on, bro. Obviously. <laughs> but I think, you know, overall, what they did with the story. And again, I don't I've only wrote notes for half half of it. Um. Yes, it is long. What, I, what I've told people who are like, you sat through all of that? Well, I had to break it up just because I, ha- I haven't had time because, you know, work and parenting and stuff. You don't have, it's hard to find four hours to just sit through yeah. something. Um, if you had the time, yeah, definitely do it. If not, guess what? They still have it. They still are doing part one and then have a title. Part two, you know, it doesn't it just kind of fades to that shows it and then moves on with the, with storylines broken up into kind of like chapters like they've done in some other movies. And I think that's smart because if you're wanting to find a stopping point, you're like, okay, you know, I don't want to start this next part, you know, because I need to go do something else or whatever. Cool. They did that. You know, I think that's a smart way to do that. You can still break it up and watch it in increments like you would, anything else that you know like an episodic thing on netflix or something yeah you just do it that way and you just pick up where you left off and then finish it so i have less problems with it um i think it is i think it's entertaining it's not you can't make it be anything more than what it is you know what i mean True. um so for yeah. what it is it is far better a better cut it's far better more entertaining what they did, you know, you don't have to worry about Superman's hidden mustache or whatever. I was uh, so happy about that. No, no CGI, clean nope. face. I'm like, no, this is him. I'm like, yeah. Because I was, I was looking. I was, I was like, okay, <laughs> all yeah, right. Those were all the Whedon reshoots. Yes, that's the whole point. Why they had CGI because Whedon reshoots, and he didn't have to worry about that. It was just it is what it is. Want to put his stamp on it? It's like. Well, I gotta let them know that I I did something here. Like, oh, you definitely I mean, did something. I mean, you just all you had to do was come in and help put it together. That's yeah, it. Just edit. Really, just help That's edit. It. That's all you had to do. That's it. That's it. Like, nah, I did Avengers. I can do this. <laughs> it's like Avengers, Ultron. I got this. Yeah, like this is a whole different beast here. You know, yeah. you don't have, you don't you don't have the luxury of having these solo movies beforehand. Yeah, and then you know. So all the stuff he cut just hurt the development yeah. of and reshot at least the three oh. introduced characters here. It yeah. hurts them more. Yeah. 
and unnecessary jokes. Yeah. Like Aquaman was doing a lot of Yahoo, my man, yeah. all that stuff. I'm like, it wasn't prep. Like he had maybe one scene where he did that, but it wasn't like over the top. It was just like, right. all right, my man. Yeah. You know. Overall, much better. Again, as far as violence was, the only thing I could see was just they added like blood after someone had died, not while they were being shot or while they were being killed. I think there I noticed there was one scene in the Aquaman uh when Steppenwolf went to go get the mother box where he actually did decapitate one of the Atlantean soldiers in half. Yeah. And like some water, like blood and water kinda but it didn't show like the body drifting away or anything. So and then that final scene when yeah. somebody lost and how yeah. they how they defeated him, like, okay, I can see. Yeah. 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 So I yeah. like that. And then but yeah, and then the uh kind of surprise at the end was pretty cool. So I like that. At the very end. Honestly, I forgot about that. When it came when it showed up, I'm like it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> this. I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you get the end credits as a part of the movie instead of the end. Right. Instead of the, yeah, instead of during it. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly what it felt like too. Yeah. It's like, okay. So not, you know, not all the, uh, not all your questions will be answered at the end of the movie, which is fine. Cause that's none of your, I mean, that's not that way for any other movie that's going to continue on. So yeah, it's looking, uh, yeah. It's left is, open. Looking look a little, yeah, looking a little brighter though. The future is yeah. looking a little brighter though. For... Yeah, it's, it's left open if they want to yeah. continue on, which I hope they do. I hope they do too. I... Just, just the studio just needs to have as little involvement as possible. As possible. Like just bring like... in, bring in the pieces of your puzzle, and then back off. Just set it down. And just all right, we're gonna go do other things, and y'all just have fun. Yep. You know? Agreed. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Um. Well, let's go ahead and I'm going to go let you go ahead and talk about uh, the other movies you've watched real quick. And, All right. <clears throat> and I'll talk about I'm just going to do one of mine. Save another one for later. All right. So real quick, I just went back and had a little nostalgia time. Went back and yeah. watched um, a couple of Kevin Smith movies, Dogma and Mallrats. Dogma I had seen in theaters with my friends when it came out. Yeah, and then same. Mallrats I'd never watched. And, um, you know, with Kevin Smith movies, you kind of know who's going to show up in those movies. It's a recurring cast. Of course, him and, uh, you know, his character, Silent Bob, and then his cohort, Jay. Then you have um, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, a very young Ben Affleck. <laughs> very young. Uh, yes. Um, I, think but... Mallrats, I think Mallrats is before Ben got his teeth fixed. So I know okay. Jason Amy he hadn't gotten his teeth fixed yet. Really? Is that a good way to put it? I guess he hadn't he hadn't had gotten his Hollywood teeth yet. I think ah. Dogma he might have. I can't remember, but I know yeah, Mall Rats and Chasing Amy he didn't have his teeth fixed yet. His Hollywood teeth. Yeah, I mean they were, they were both good movies. Um, I actually didn't remember Dogma. I didn't remember much from it because it had been so long ago. Yeah. But um, just it was a cool trip down memory lane watching those movies. I was going to watch Chasing Amy, but I decided on Mallrats as the second of those. But I'll probably eventually watch all of them. Um, it's not much I want to say, you know, because we're kind of running. But um, I actually watched a documentary, <laughs> which is rare for me. 
I watched the the last blockbuster, which you know I thought that that came out this year, but it actually released December fifteenth of last year. Right. Uh, has a runtime of an hour and twenty six minutes. Directed by Taylor uh, Martin, and it follows basically starring or featured in this. You have uh, Sandy Harding, who's the owner of the last blockbuster in the world. Uh, but making appearances, you have Kevin Smith. Uh, Doug Benson, Paul Shear, Jamie Kennedy, Ron Funches, Lloyd Kaufman of Trauma uh, and Toxic Avenger fame. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's a documentary on the last remaining blockbuster, which is in Bend, Oregon. Yep. Uh, it was a cool, nice trip down memory lane with movie rentals. Just went back to the days of going into blockbuster or Hollywood video, movie gallery. Just, yep. you know, looking at the shelves, checking out your movie, being disappointed when... There was no box behind with the movie in it, so yep. you couldn't rent it at oh, the wait. The days of late fees and rewind fees if you didn't rewind your movie. Um, but it was just, it was cool. It was just, it was kind of disappointing too because, you know, it sucks. Like, I'd like to go to a rental, rental store right now and rent some movies. But, you know, we're used to streaming and Netflix and yeah. all this stuff. Um, yeah. But um, let's see. <clears throat> so, like my first, like I remember going to, like me and my friends when we first started hanging out, uh, we would go down to the video store right down the road from a friend Derek's house. We'd rent a movie, come back, get a, some pizza, and just watch movies. Yeah. And um, that was just some good, you know, sitting around the house with with people, yep. checking out the movies and whatnot. Um. And then I remember going to Blockbuster with my mom, sister, and my grandmother. Like, we'd have, like, three different movies, one that each of us pick, or four different movies, one that each of us would pick. And, you know, just just fun, you know. Oh, yeah. And snow days. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I had a few more, I think, than you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> um, living in Missouri, you know, growing up in Missouri, snow days were, were like, we knew, because we usually knew ahead of time. So yeah. the night before, mom be like, "All right, let's go rent a couple of movies for you guys to watch." Um, since tomorrow's gonna be, since we already know tomorrow's gonna be a snow day, and maybe the next couple, right. so let's let's go to the video store and let you go pick out a couple. So that used to be one of my favorite things. Or you know, if I was sick, my you know my mom or grandparents, somebody would go and you know it's, you know be like, uh, I think you know it's gonna, if you want, I can go to the video store. Is there anything you want me to pick up for you? You know. And I would give like an actor and then just have them. I think my mom got me a couple of Wesley Snipes movies one year when I, when I knew I was, I was like 14, I think. And, uh, I was sick for whatever reason. I don't remember what I had, but I felt miserable. And so I just laid in bed and she rented a couple of Wesley Snipes movies that I actually hadn't seen. And I think it was a, not boiling, boiling point. Yeah. The one with Dennis Hopper is red. And, uh, what was the other one? Sure, and sure, and that one and another one. I can't remember which. And uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. And yeah, yeah, I missed I miss those days too. Just perusing. I mean, and I mean, I guess I got I still have that. I guess whenever the libraries open back up, and I can True. go do that. I guess I still have it in a sense, but it's not it's not quite the same. Not the same. Maybe it's just because I'm older, <clears throat> but it doesn't feel the same. Um, but yeah, no, it's and. Uh, so, friend of a friend of ours that moved back to Portland, um, 
him and his little daughter um, actually drove up to Bend to go visit the last blockbuster and, you know, took some pictures and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sent them to me to kind of make me feel jealous, and it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Mission success. Um, But, yeah, it's a a total, you know, it's a total nostalgia feel. Yeah. Um, Just to go and visit it, especially for people that never got to do it, you know, go to one in the first place. Um, I still have a Blockbuster and Hollywood video card. I think it's upstairs somewhere. And it's just crazy. I think it's right. one of them still my mom's actually from 30 plus years ago. Um, that's pretty funny, but yeah, it's, it is, uh, it is something I do kind of miss. I mean, streaming's fine perusing through there, but it's not quite the same. No. I, think I think I get more disappointed on streaming than I would at a video store. They always find something there. True. But, you, just... you know, on streaming, sometimes you're just like, yeah, nothing just seems good. But you always find some gem you know, at, the, at the video store. So It's true. But, um, you know, like Blockbuster was founded in October 19th, 1985 in Dallas, Texas. And then, when it, then they started going defunct because of financial issues. So uh, the original company... September 23rd, 2010, um, closed. And then November 6th, 2013, the Dish Dish Network-owned corporate portion, they closed down. And then January 12th, 2014, was the last corporate stores, for the last corporate stores, shut down. And then 2018, there were four stores left, one being the one that's in Bend, Oregon, then they had three in Alaska. And then as of 2019, it went down to the one that's in Bend, Oregon. And it's crazy because they were worried because they didn't think they were going to be able to renew their contract. But then, you know, they did. And so they're still holding on. It's crazy. They're still holding on. And I think with them being the last one, it may take a while. I mean, I I think at some point it'll probably eventually close. But with them being the last one, that's probably going to help sustain them for a while. People coming out of town, and then they got some memorabilia that was sent to stores in Alaska that was sent from those stores to there, and I think that that's helping them. But um, it's cool, sad, but it's good that they're you know the the owner is still able to keep things running. And hopefully, yes. they continue. You know, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and I think it'll. It'll probably stick around for the if for no other reason for, you know, they'll be able to stay open because of people tours coming up to visit. Yeah. You know? So I think that that'll help kind of make them. I don't say seem real, but you know, um, help them stay in business. It could be a historical landmark by this it, point. It really, <laughs> should I'm surprised they haven't applied for one to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so the only one I really have, um, it's actually not showing up IMDb. That's interesting. Is I watched, so we watched uh, the Billie Holiday movie that's, you know, Andrew Day was in and that she's been nominated for an Academy Award for. I've had my eye on this documentary for a while and I finally rented it on iTunes. It's on demand and all that. It was like nine, it was one of the 99 cent rentals. And, it's just called Billy. It's a Billy Holiday documentary. 
but it's mm-hmm. also so it's part documentary about Billy Holiday, but also about the person who actually was writing. There was a woman that was writing a book, like a biography on her on Billy Holiday, mm-hmm. and so she had recorded all these interviews with people that knew her. Uh, had all this archival stuff and archival interviews in which um from people that have spoken to her and she never got to finish her book because she committed suicide Hmm. and so through her sister they were able to and the filmmakers were able to obtain all these interviews um and take excerpts from the books and stuff that she had obtained and you know uh, audio recordings of interviews with Billie Holiday that they were able to that she had collected and put together this documentary and it's very fascinating because the the Andrew Day movie tells a lot about her struggle with addiction to um, drugs and addiction to sex because of her um, because of what she went through as a child growing up and that lifestyle at such a young age. And so it, but it also goes into her, her life starting out as a singer, starting with Count Basie's orchestra and how she got the name Lady Day because you had mm-hmm. Count Basie and like everybody had some sort of title. Um, so like Lord and Lady, so she was Lady Day, so that's how, that's how she got her name, that's how she got that name, so that was fascinating, because I never knew, um, where that came from, I wasn't sure if it was from, like, a song or something that she sang, and just kind of nicknamed her after that, no, came from, it was a nickname she was given one, when she was with Count Basie's orchestra, um, it also talks about her time singing with, you know, how she was always how she was paired up a lot with Louis Armstrong because they, uh, her manager thought that that would be a good duo together and it worked out well and talked about her time in Harlem and, and uh, obviously at some point gets into her singing Strange Fruit and, and then the case that was opened up against her and the feds and then it shows all that and gets into all of that um and then her and again talks about her addiction but then but also talks about the author and what the author was going through trying to interview these people trying to get collect all the information and that while writing the book i guess just the weight of everything she was dealing with with the information and just kind of i guess taking all of that and internalizing it, what Billy Holiday had gone through, internalizing so much, I guess, was just too much for her, and yeah. she ended her life. So the book was never finished. So the documentary, the primary focus is on Billy Holiday. I guess the B story that goes with it is also the story of the author, too, of this book. So, But it is... It is really fascinating. If you haven't watched the United States versus, versus Billy Holiday, this would be a good one to watch first and then go and watch that one. Like watch the documentary for the documentary Billy first, 
then go watch the United States versus Billy Holiday. I mean, you don't have to, but I think it would help give you a deeper knowledge of, you know, of then watching the fictionalized version of accounts after watching a documentary that gives you the real, you know, kind of true story behind it, behind the yeah. inspiration of that movie. So it was very well done, uh, very informative. Um, interviews are, you know, mixed interviews mixed with archival footage was uh they did that i think they presented that very well and just added more to the film and to what was going on at the time so i would recommend if you can find it so that's that's all i got for this week you know competition kind of competition then i was training been training somebody at work or two people at work for a couple of weeks so that kind of cuts down When I train, I I tend to have less time at home for whatever reason. I think I'm just exhausted, to be honest. Um, Mental exhaustion. Yeah. So next week we'll be up and running again. Um, So, yep. I think that's all I got. Um, Oh. uh, So only two trailers. uh, Concrete Cowboys with Idris Elba and Four Good Days with Meryl Streep and um, Mila Kunis. So, all we got coming up. Cool. Coming up, at least trailer wise. So, yeah. Bear with me as I continue to keep working on our website and try and update that. You know, it's a process. (laughs) So, hope everybody has a good week. And yeah, I guess we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.